When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. From the Aggie Sports Network, this is the Aggie Hour podcast, a bi-weekly podcast profiling Aggie athletics, sponsored by Coors Light. Here's your hosts, Adam Young and Steve Liddell. Welcome in, Aggie fans. It is a new episode here in the Aggie Hour podcast, episode number 56. As always, we are sponsored by Coors Light. Adam Young alongside the GM of Admiral Beverage, Steve Liddell. Our guest here today on the 56th episode is new Aggie slugger Carl Corper, Centennial High School graduate, well-traveled collegiate career, and he's going to finish his collegiate career in the Crimson and White this year for Mike Kirby's baseball squad. So a great interview today with Carl. And before we get into that, Steve, we go back to our last episode, which folks can check out, episode 55 with Jody Adams, the women's basketball head coach, and so much good inside. And she really has her team playing well right now. I'll tell you what, A.Y., uh, Jody is a um, top-notch coach. Uh, she's got that team playing very well, very consistent. I'm not going to say they're playing over their heads, but she's got them motivated, and uh, she's done a a super job in her first year here at New Mexico State. Five and three right now in the WAC. They're going to be at home on Thursday against Abilene Christian at six, so we hope we see you at the Pan Am Center. Steve, the Super Bowl right around the corner. What's new with Admiral? Yeah, we're just getting ready for the the Super Bowl. Um, It's coming up uh, on February 12th in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, We've got four teams left. Um... You know, I think uh, it's a big time of the year. It's uh, the big number one day for pizza sales. It's the number one day for sandwiches. 
and it's the number two be, uh, day for beer sales. So uh, Coors Light will be ready. It'll be ready to go. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Great interview today with Carl Corper. It's good to see him back in Las Cruces and finally in this Aggie uniform. He went away after he graduated from high school. He went to UNM. Then he went to Pima. And now the last three years, he's been at the University of Washington in the Pac-12. And a very insightful, bright young man, Steve. And he provides a lot of leadership and, and hopefully really good numbers as well here in his only year in the program. Yeah, I think he's a uh, you know, hometown kid was named captain of this year's team. Uh, he's a mature guy. He's been around, uh, you know, playing in a variety of different summer leagues and uh, different universities uh, the last few years. So I think he's going to be a, a pivotal guy, not only on the field, but in that, lo- in that locker room as a leader. So to me, um, a great, great job by uh, Mike Kirby and his staff to bring Carl, because uh, I think he's going to be a huge asset uh, to the success that we've got that we need to have this year. And he follows in the footsteps of his older brothers, Chris and Joe, both very good offensive players in the previous 10 years for the Aggies. Carl Corper, the Centennial High School grad, is our guest on episode 56. It's the Aggie Hour podcast, sponsored by Coors Lights. New episode, Aggie fans, here on the Aggie Hour podcast. We are sponsored by Coors Light. This is episode number 56, Adam Young with Steve Liddell. Joined here today by Aggie baseball newcomer Carl Corper. He's new to the Aggies. He is not new to the area, though. Carl played at Centennial High School. He's had quite the journey collegiately, and we're excited to have him with us here today. Carl, thanks for joining us. How's the offseason been for you in your first year here in this hometown program for you? Uh, it's been awesome. It's been super welcoming. I definitely didn't expect, like, I I had expectations of it, but it's definitely exceeded that. Um, and growing up here and watching my brothers play here and everything like that, it was like, it's it's been um, probably like one of the best things for me. It's been sure. cool to have you back. I remember watching you uh, when you were a kid. You were coming to Joe's games, and Chris was playing before I started calling Joe's games. But, of course, I have great memories of Joe Corper in an Aggie uniform, and now you play your final year collegiately with the Aggies. How would you describe this collegiate journey you've been on the last handful of years? Uh, it's been crazy. I definitely didn't expect anything that had happened. I didn't, you know, didn't expect to be 27 hours away from home. And, you know, I ended up going to a junior college, and then I'm – you know, all the way, it circles all the way back, you know, to playing my last year in New Mexico State. So I, you know, I never expected any of it, but it's been the best thing for me as a person, for sure. What are some of the things that you learned about it, Carl? I mean, if I'm a 17-year re- recruit and I'm saying, hey, I'm getting recruited, what what kind of suggestions would you give a 17-year-old? Um, one thing is no matter what's going on, um, the way you feel day by day, the most important thing is the consistency in your work. And that is in your process, your personal process. And that's something that should never change. Um, you know, no matter the playing time or the way you're getting treated per se by coaches, this and that, or anything you're going through, if you can stay consistent in that, then I think in the end, everything's going to work out. How excited are you to be back? You I'm know, so I'm so excited. First um, time you put that Aggie uniform, I mean, just incredible, huh? Yeah, definitely. I remember in the fall putting it on, and I was like, 
wow, like I, you know, I grew up wanting to be, you know, wanting to play here. I didn't, I didn't even think about anything else. You know, I remember I would, I would come out to the field and I would go watch, I'd watch their fall practices. I would watch the fall inner squads and I would, you know, come out and run the stadium with my brothers and just hang out in the locker room. And so whenever I played anywhere else, it was cool. It was awesome. I loved it, but it was always like, oh man, it would be cool to play a year at New Mexico State. It'd be cool to go home. Are you pretty excited about the coaching staff that you came in here with Coach Kirby and, and so on? Yeah, no, I, I love it. He's he's definitely very, you know, upbeat and very friendly and very, you know, team-oriented. And um, it makes it so you can play loose. And I've never, I've never, I haven't had that in a while. And so and just I can just be myself. Um, and then, you know, the, the staff underneath Curb and, you know, Zuni and Van Horn, they're unbelievable you know the amount that they care about you know their players and the amount of time they put in is definitely something i haven't seen before it's quite the story carl your brothers played here uh chris only had one year here he was at delta state had a really good year here to finish off his collegiate career and then i got to see joe's career unfold a little bit and he was mr aggie i saw you in a quote in a newspaper article you called him mr aggie and Mm -hmm. and he still is around often was that a big part of your decision making to come here is the fact that chris and joe had great experiences and and you wanted that experience as well yeah i mean like i said growing up coming to the games and seeing them um do that i didn't want anything other than to be an aggie at that time so um and it's a kind of a cool little experience that we can all share you know, and um, it's not often that you get multiple people in your family that can play Division One baseball. And um, so I think that they're also really excited about it too, you know, seeing Joe and having mm-hmm. having Joe come to inner squads or this and that in the fall and seeing Chris. It's a different, it's a different type of feeling um, playing here than anywhere else, especially with the history my family has here. You spent a year at UNM. Your dad went to UNM as well, correct? Mm-hmm. He did medical medical school there, uh, residency, yeah. So you spent a year with the Lobos. Was your house divided for a year with you and your dad kind of teaming up on Chris and Joe? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. And I, it's funny because, like, I didn't even – I went to UNM, and the whole time I was just like – I remember that year I went to the uh, NMSU-UNM basketball game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny, well, you know, Johnny McCanns was playing there, and he, I played um, Little League, like, growing up with him and sure. stuff like that. And I remember uh, UNM losing that game, <clears throat> that game, and I, like, left, and I was like, oh, shucks, UNM <laughs> lost. So I was like, it never really felt like I didn't really have pride in that um, playing there. I mean, I, it's just different. What was it like growing up in your household? You know, you you had your your two older brothers. What did you learn from your brothers in growing up? Um, the number one thing they taught me is just how to work. Um, live out in the valley. You know, we have a we have a little bit of land, and um, I was homeschooled growing up, and so we always had chores and stuff like that to do. But that carried on into high school. I mean, I remember from a really young age. You know, Chris and Joe would push their car around the Anyate because they went to Anyate. Uh, they'd push their car around the Anyate parking lot and they'd be working out and this and that. And so as a kid seeing that, I always wanted, I was like, oh, take me to work out, take me to work out, take me to go. We'd go run up and down this the football stadium and I'd always be asking them to, you know, take me with them. And then, um, you know, seeing them and throughout college 
it was never there's never a question of the work ethic part of it and so i mean that's the main thing that that they they taught me and you know now seeing them you know with their families and doing the same thing older you know it's just great to have an example like that for sure now you want to state title at centennial i think you were a junior that year Tell us, tell us a little bit about that journey that year. Was it a surprise that you guys came out and won it? Did you think, you know, we got the best team or we just got to deliver? Mm-hmm. I have a really, really funny story about that year. So we started off, um, we started off 0-4, I think, or like 1-5. and And we had went down to Gadsden and we just got kicked around by Gadsden. And um, we were supposed to be really good that year. I mean, I had played with, there's a lot of guys on that team that I'd played with ever since I was like eight years old, you know, like, so we, um, went to the St. Pius, uh, I think it's St. Pius tournament out there in Albuquerque. And, uh, you know, this time we're 0 and 4 or whatever it was. And coach Evans isn't too happy with us. And we go to the mall and you've seen buddy, the elf. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, when he's doing the thing on the Escalade, right. And they're right. always doing the splits and <laughs> yep. stuff like that. Yeah, so I was doing that, and I was doing the splits on the – I was going up and down, up and down, and everybody's, like, laughing and stuff like that. And so we ended up getting kicked out of the mall for being too rowdy. So we get kicked out. Coach Evans finds out. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he finds out it was, like, me doing that, and other guys were just being too rowdy. And yeah. So he just starts, you know, he's giving us the old spiel on the, on the bus, and then he's like, all right, everybody meet me in the morning. And so – um, we woke up, it was like 5 a.m., and we ran around the hotel for like, <laughs> had to be like two hours. <laughs> we had a doubleheader that day. And, and, you know, obviously everybody's mad at me. And, like, I don't know. But I think it was the best thing for us. It was a big-time, like, team-building deal. So we had to run together. And so we ran in a group around that hotel for I don't know how long. And then we played a doubleheader, and we ended up winning both games. And then we won that tournament. And then we only lost one game after that, that season. And it was, like, by one run. And then going, you know, through the state championship, we ended up winning on a walk-off um, against Cal. Mm. Played Cal. Real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As so, well. Yeah. So, um, but, no, that was just, like, the the best experience I could possibly have. I mean, that team was incredibly close. And I haven't – I've had a couple – instances on teams where it's around that that close but um yeah that was a great experience for sure get kicked out of a mall and then you win the state title there you go yeah. i was gonna say if you get in a tough stretch this year we're gonna send you straight yeah. to the mall and instruct coach kirby to get your laps around the hotel it's a there, you go. there you go going back to your days at washington carl Obviously, you didn't get consistent at-bats, but when you look at your numbers collegiately overall, when you get consistent at-bats, you perform. Was that the toughest part about the UW experience? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, and it's how baseball is everywhere. Um, you know, getting a pinch hit at-bat here, and if you get a hit, then you get to play the next day. And then even if you hit the ball hard at two people, if you don't get a hit, it's like then you get pulled. And so mm-hmm. going in and out, but uh, that was the thing for me. I was like, well, every time I get consistent at bats, like I always perform and I know that, you know. And so that was the battle there. But along with that, um, came a lot of growth for me. Uh there's a lot of you know, you have to be process oriented as opposed to just focused on um the outcome every time. 
because if I if I was focusing on the outcome every single time, I would have gone crazy, right. <laughs> you know, um, living at bat by a bat, yeah. you know, week by week. So, um, yeah, but that that made me that made me grow, and um, for my teammates too, because I I've uh, I've been someone that they can look to and mm. stuff, and so to see my attitude and you know never change the teammate I was, um, or the person I was throughout that experience, um, and then just having the belief that like. Hey man, once I get that opportunity where I'm in there all the time, I'm going to perform, um, and it's going to be something really cool to watch. Last summer, you went back to the Mink League where you've been before for the first half, and then you played in the prestigious Northwoods League for the second half of the summer. Consistent at bats, you performed at a high level. How important was it to go out last summer and get a lot of ABs and that live AB experience again? Yeah, I mean, I, I was at a point where I was either going to, I was going to, I was thinking about quitting baseball. I was thinking about just like. Every time I thought about like getting a job and not playing baseball and not using my last year it was it just didn't sit right with me. So I mean I went back to the Mink League again where my brothers had played and kind of like reconnected with um, just that love for the game again. And I got that experience and I um I had already had that second half contract in the Northwoods set up and so it was really hard to leave that place because I love. You know, I love St. Joe, Missouri, and I love the people there, and I've played really well there and everything like that. Um, so, I, you know, I got that kind of, like, little refresh of, like, oh, this is why I play. You know, this is – I love this game. And then I went out to the Northwoods, and I was just like, dude, I've gotten everything taken away from me at multiple times, and I've and I've had a lot of success in college, but there's also been um, – there's also been really challenging parts. And so I was like, I've gotten everything taken away from me. I have nothing to lose. Like, why not just have fun? and just go out there and just enjoy the game for sure. And then, you know, on top of that, I'm like, I'm like, once I get that opportunity, someone's going to take a chance on me, you know, Mm -hmm. just because of how physical I am and stuff like that. It's just like, and um, so I feel like I'm definitely at a place where I can do that. What have you seen so far on the team this fall and, you know, going into the spring and everything, they won the WAC last year in the tournament uh, played lights out toward the end. Um, can it happen again? It can definitely happen again. Yeah, it, it can. And I, I remember watching those games. I was sitting there. I was like, "Come on, man, guys!" You know, I'm, I was in uh, in the summer ball locker room watching them. Just you know, and the relationships that I've developed with a lot of those core players from last year has been it's been really cool. Um, and you know, like it's what i've you know we've talked about and stuff like that in the conversations we've had is like we're trying to pick up right where they left off you know and have have a we you know have that consistency of that high like that elite play that they had at the end of the season throughout the whole entire year and then and then you know get in that white tournament and just let it go and have fun um but that core group you know that's i think that's why a lot of them stayed because of how special that was you know, and so, you know, we just want to recreate that. And I feel like we're definitely talented enough to do something super special this year. Does it look, does it seem to you right now, because you're coming in from the outside, tight group, a group that's still developing as a team, as a tight group? Or wh- wh- how would you describe the inner workings of the team right now? Well, I think it's a it's a team full of a lot of guys that are veterans, a lot of older, older guys that have been like journeymen of college baseball, right. you know wherever at all these different schools and um it's a very tight group but it's also a very consistent group you know there's not there's not inconsistent like inconsistency in the way that everybody goes about their business um 
So, you know, everybody kind of has a job and they, you know, daily go in and execute that and um, execute that process like I was talking about. So it's cool to see um, the way the guys on this team work, and I, and I think that will definitely pay off. Do you uh, you still get feedback from your brothers? Uh, yeah. I Chris actually – Chris comes – I need to get Joe out to the field, but Chris will come out and – Make me feel like a little boy when he hits with me. He swings his big old like thirty-five inch, thirty-six inch wood bat, and he'll come take BP with me and and stuff like that. But you know, the main thing I get from them is like, dude, it, like it's a game, and you don't know how long it's gonna last. Right. And so, play it and have fun with it, and you know, all that other stuff is gonna pay off for sure. Um, you know, and if you do that, then I can look back at this this experience here at New Mexico State is like, dude, I worked my butt off and I had a blast and um, won a lot of games. Finished strong, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. I used to always say whenever Joe was taking batting practice, it was like he was swinging a sword. He was 6'5", 240, I mean, put together, could have went out there and played college football tight end, but I always thought, you know, it's like he's swinging a sword out there, and it, it was entertaining to watch. If mm-hmm. he was hitting batting practice, he was kind of a line drive hitter for the most part. But it was screaming liners leaving mm. the yard consistently. Mm. Fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Big dude. You, you were named a captain already, right? Yeah, yeah. First year in the program. That's mm. unheard of mm-hmm. for somebody in their first year to already be named a team captain. Have you always been a leader? Uh, I've never really, like, looked for leadership um, positions. I've never really been out there and gone, like, oh, I'm a leader of this and that. Um, but it usually tends to be like that. Um and I mean that's okay with me because I you know I enjoy it and I enjoy doing that stuff. But that I think that just comes from the type of you know person you are and the way you go about your business. And so I've known um, Zuni for a long time, and I've known you know I like Kirby knows me mm-hmm. and he's heard of me and he knows my you know my brother and stuff like that. And so. I think the type of person you are in the locker room and outside of that leads to those those positions. Brandon Van Horn is in his first year now as the official hitting coach. He took over the offense down the stretch last year, and the offense took off when he took over the offense. Uh, you were mentioning him earlier off the air and how important he's been. Played at AAA, played at a really high level, great collegiate player as well. How important has he been for your success so far early on here? Uh, I mean, it's been crucial to my success. I mean, he's an extremely down-to-earth person, um, and you can tell by the way that he talks to you and the way that he works with us that he genuinely cares about you. And going from a place where I, you know, there's coaching, coaching in and out, in and out, and this and that, and not a really stable situation, to kind of go in and be like, all right, there's this, you know, this hitting coach here that believes in me, and if, you know, if he believes in me the way he does, then I, you know, why in the world would I not believe in myself? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and he's really, he's helped me a lot with just focusing on that process. And, you know, I've, I made a lot of swing changes too. I was always very like kind of wide and kind of down in my legs and stuff like that. And I had these, these movements, but I didn't really like recognize what I was doing as much. And he kind of helped me just realize, um, those you know what I can kind of like expound upon um with my swing and develop and give me like a set plan of like hey this is what we do every single day this is your routine boom that's done you won the day and then now go out and play 
and yeah. and um you know so me getting in early and doing my work and having that process that boom i won the day now i go play and whatever the results are that's what they are if i go four for four with three homers or if i go for four with four strikeouts um i did my best in preparing and that's all you can worry about so he's he's helped me with a ton of stuff um and i'm super grateful for that for sure other players have told me he keeps it simple. He mm-hmm. makes it simple. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's the you know what I was talking about about the process of it is like, you know, I I get my work done and that's you know and it's now go compete. You know, not I'm not out there hitting in a game worrying about mm-hmm. oh is my right elbow up <laughs> or down or this yeah. and that. It's all right. I've done the work. Now it's time to you know let it show. So, what are some of the team goals this year? Would you say? Uh, definitely, you know, number one is win that WAC championship. Um, I mean, it's almost like we, we need to win that to go to a regional most likely. Um, and so you just gotta, we just gotta get hot when we're in there and, um, go to WAC championship. I mean, obviously I've, I've been on teams that are definitely capable talent wise to go to Omaha and, um, I see a lot of similarities in those teams as, as, you know, as well as in this team. And so that's obviously the goal is to do something that no New Mexico State baseball team's ever done um, and go to Omaha and win. You know, that's like – that's why you play baseball. You play baseball for that playoff baseball experience. Um, and I don't think New Mexico State's ever won a playoff. Never ever. been to Omaha. Never been to Omaha. Have they no. won a regional game? They've won a regional game, yeah. 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 You know, so just like – even a while. Yeah. Yeah, winning a regional would be – I mean, all of that, you know – you never know what's going to happen with that, but I mean that would mean a ton to me, for sure. If the team's up twenty-five to two, are they putting you on the bump? Because I know you've pitched before. <laughs> I hope so. I <laughs> hope so. I would. I would love that. That'd be that would be the best uh, case scenario for me because I loved pitching when I did do it. It was kind of like a treat because it'd be like, well, I mean, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go up here and pitch. Now we're we going right-handed or left-handed. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to switch it every pitch. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I had loved I loved pitching. I, I, it wasn't it wasn't as hard as hitting, that's for sure. I mean, that's that's another whole another conversation. But uh, yeah. Last thing for me, uh, Carl, and then Steve has six rapid questions for you. Opening day, February seventeenth against Bellarmine. How comforting is it going to be for you walking on the field, looking in the stands, and you see your family? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, I I haven't had that experience in a long time. Even when I played high school baseball, mm-hmm. my brothers were playing college. Yeah. So no, you know, not everyone was supposed to be there. And now I got my brothers, and you know, and all that, and they got their kids and everything like that. And so like, just having those those little kids come out to the on the field after you know practices mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that, and they're little boys. You know, there's gonna there's more of us coming. So <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be. Um, I don't really know how it will be, but. I don't know the those feelings because I've never experienced that before, but yeah. it's going to be, I mean, I think it's just going to be an absolute blast. So Good stuff. All right, Steve, Coors Light, six-pack, rapid, six questions for Carl Corper. All right, Carl, one MLB pitcher you would want to face? Mm, I would want to face Max Scherzer just because he's crazy. There and you just go. Like, <laughs> see what happens. I like that. One word to describe Coach Kirby. Um. I guess just awesome, just out there, you know, just, I don't, there's a, there's a lot of words I could use to describe him. Um, just, uh, he always, he always goes just like, kind of like, boom, you know, <laughs> he's just there, you know, 
I like that. All right, number three, one thing you need to do to have a great season. Uh, just have fun and have fun. be easy. I like know. that. Uh, one word to describe great leadership. Consistency in everything you do in your personal life and, uh, and you know, at the field, everything. So just consistency. consistency. All right. Best dressed dude on the team. Oh, man. I'd have to say uh, Logan Galena. Wow. All right. <laughs> we we, we, we got to check that out opening day. Let's <laughs> see what the dude dresses like. All right, number six. What is Mr. Carl doing in 10 years? Oh, man. I mean, hopefully I get to play baseball for a long time. Um, if not, I mean, I want to be you know married, have some kids, and just have a good job. And, you know teaching them how to play ball or something like that. There you go. The captain, man. The captain. <laughs> we got the captain on today. So thank yeah. you, Carl. Thanks, yeah, Carl. Appreciate sure. it. Yeah, thank you. This has been the Aggie Hour podcast, a bi-weekly podcast profiling Aggie athletics, sponsored by Coors Light. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Aggie Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.